0: Podcast one. Hello, welcome to Koshy's Easy Steps to Financial Success. I'm David Kosh, and I am on a mission to help you fulfil your financial dreams. At the start of every year, so many people as part of their new year resolution say, Oh, I wish I could build some savings. I wish I could have a bit left over at the end of the month to fulfil a dream. I wish I could afford to take the kids on a family holiday. I'm going to focus on my money over the next 12 months. Well, 12 months later, we're generally all in the same boat and really made not much headway into getting on top of that resolution. This podcast series is all about making sure that you fulfil your financial dream to make sure you make the most of every single dollar you earn and make the most of every single dollar you spend. Now, a recent survey found a burning desire of average Australians is to be rich. The issue is, what's the definition of rich? It varies enormously depending on who you are. And I'm a great believer every road leading to this money makeover has to start with a goal. If your goal is to be rich, then you've got to come up with your own definition. My definition of rich is got to get the basics sorted, be able to have access and to afford food, clean water, health care, not to be drowning in debt, which has put such a stress on individuals and relationships, to be able to fully support your kids until they become adults, and also to really live the life you want to live. A lot of people say to me, well, how can I achieve that? What should I do with my money? And I always say to them, what do you want your money to do for you? Because the next 11 steps are going to be decided with answering that one question. What do I want my money to do for me? And that changes completely throughout your life, changes depending on your circumstances. But it all starts with answering that and setting a goal. You've got a dream and you've got a dream big. You don't want to live like a monk for the rest of your life. You don't want to live on the bones of your backside. You want something to shoot for. And being able to set your goals will then give you the blueprint on how to get there. But goals start with your financial values, and they change from one person to another. For example, your values might be security, health, and happiness. So your financial goals, say, attached to security, could be owning a house, or having a stable job. Your financial goals for meeting your health values could be being able to afford to eat well or going to the gym on a regular basis. Your happiness value may have financial goals that are helping others or fulfilling a big dream that needs cash behind it. You've got to sit down, not only with yourself, but your partner as well, because if you're in a relationship, you're on this financial journey together. Now, when you're a single, you're obviously the master of your own destiny. When you're in a relationship, it becomes a whole lot more complicated. And often that complication of tackling financial issues head on together will often stop people from even starting to avoid any confrontation if you're different. Now, Libby and I are really different. Yes, we've been married over 40 years. That surprises a lot of people. The usual response is, how can she put up with you for that long? Well, we have a couple of secrets. We're very goal-driven and we work at it. We work hard at it because we have no money secrets. We have a pact that we don't keep any money secrets from each other. We're in a committed relationship, and so you've got to declare your entire financial world to each other. Otherwise, it erodes trust and erodes your ability to reach a goal and your confidence in reaching that goal. We talk about money a lot. Not so much about what we're doing with our money, but the decisions on what we should be aiming to achieve are decisions that we always make together. We set very specific goals, short-term goals, long-term goals and goals in between across a whole range of dreams that we have. And importantly, we divide up responsibilities. I'm really paranoid about this. It worries me when one partner dominates the financial decision-making because it leaves the other partner so vulnerable to decisions which may be to the detriment of the relationship overall. We protect what we have. When couples bind their lives together, it doesn't just create an emotional bond, but also a financial one as well. So make sure you protect what you've got, as well as thinking how to build for the future. We always plan for the unthinkable. Lib and I are sort of real warriors, probably as a result of bringing up four kids together. So we'd always build an emergency fund for those unexpected financial bills when they came in that we could afford them. And we're always fastidious on our insurance and also having a will to protect what we built up. I know we don't like to think about dying, but I can absolutely guarantee that it's going to happen And so you want to make sure your surviving partner and family are well cared for. And that's what estate planning is all about. We try and live within our means, spend less than we earn. Hopefully we get it right more often than we don't. And we set strong ground rules for our spending because we know our spending habits are no longer purely our own. They affect someone else. And that's your partner and the rest of the family. And above all, we try and have fun. Yes, money can be a concern. It is a serious responsibility, but it should be a means of making sure you live a great life and have fun. So many people get incredibly serious and dour about financial decision making and forget that the bottom line is you want to lead a happy life and this is how you get there. So when you're sitting down for your goals, remember you will have relationship goals between you and your partner that you're going to achieve together. And you can have your own personal goals that you want to achieve by yourself. The brains of my family is my brother. He is an investment banker. He always seems so organized. And a couple of years ago, just lying around his desk when I was visiting him at work, was his diary for the year. And I saw on the front page, the inside front cover, a list of his goals for the next 12 months. I never realized he did this. And I pulled him up about it and said, what do you got in the front? And he said, I've been doing it for 20 years. At The start of every year, I write down my financial goals, my career goals, and my personal goals. And they're in my diary so that every day I'm reminded of them. And then during the year, I'll write down the little steps along the way to make sure I achieve the goal at the end of the year. And he, he said, look, I'm not perfect. There are times at the end of the year when I haven't achieved those goals, but it allows me to keep them front of mind and also to assess them at the end of the year. So I want you to do that as soon as this podcast is over, have a think yourself and then write them down in the front of your diary. And also, a bit of a blueprint on what you need to do to get them there. And then, say it's a cruise with the family is one of the big goals at the end of the year, I want you to get the brochure from the cruise company, I want to rip out the front page, and I want you to attach it to the fridge. So every single day, you're reminded that if you do need to adjust your habits, your spending patterns... That's your goal, and it's a constant reminder that that's got to be the benefit of it. So you've set your goal, and you've written it down. And you've got a bit of a blueprint on how to get there. But how do rich people get there? How do they think different to us? Well, Paul Sullivan is the author of The Thin Green Line, and it's the he wrote a book about the money secrets of the super wealthy, and he came up with a lot of common themes. First of all, they create wealth. Now, if you flick through the Financial Review Rich List and Young Rich List in any given year, you'll notice the majority of people listed there are in the business of wealth creation they generally don't work for anyone else. They've started their own business. There's an old saying that you don't make money working for somebody else. They make money out of getting other people to work for them. So coming up with a great idea and being an entrepreneur and starting your own small business could be the way to building that wealth and reaching your financial goals. Rich people take smart risks. They understand there's no reward unless there's a risk taken. And there's the old saying, the higher the risk, the higher the reward. But if you can assess your risks and reduce them and still get the same reward, then that's the perfect balance. They also do that by doing their homework. Rich people are happy to take risks, but they do their homework carefully before making a move. They've set a goal. They've got a plan to reach that goal. And because they've researched it so well, they've reduced the risk of failure. Having said that, they're not afraid to fail. They see failure as a learning experience. <laughs> I've had my own small business for 30 years, a family business. Sort of What I do on TV is sort of a hobby that's got out of control. And... Um, And I'll always remember the advice from Jerry Harvey, the founder of the Harvey Norman Retail Empire. And he once said to me, and Jerry Harvey's a real character. I love him. He said, Koshy, you've never been in business until you've been to the brink, looked over the cliff, learnt the lesson, and then stepped back. And I always thought he was a grumpy old bugger until it happened to me. And never have I had wiser advice than that? That I can absolutely guarantee that there will be obstacles and financial obstacles in your life going forward. You will make mistakes. We all make mistakes, but learning from them is the key. Rich people are frugal. This one always stumps people. Everyone thinks the rich you are, the more you spend and the fancier the lifestyle you have. But they're not constantly splurging on designer watches, eating out on first class flights. No, it's more likely they're watching every single dollar that goes in and goes out like an absolute hawk because they have a goal that is on a much higher level than the little frivolous things. They're people who want every dollar to work for them. And they work hard. They work really hard. Self-made people know from experience that one of the surest ways of rising above the rest is working harder than everyone else. And they work so hard to achieve those goals that they've set themselves. And by doing that, they drive a hard bargain. They're born negotiators who want the very best deal in every situation and are prepared to haggle to get it. Now, lots of us are just so embarrassed to negotiate about anything. Rich people have the self-confidence on everything they buy at the shops to go, oh, is that the best price? Knowing that the salesperson can only say no, and it's no skin off anyone's nose. But they ask the question and often get rewarded for it. And finally, rich people tend to keep their feet on the ground. I'm a big believer the richest people are those with a great family around them, not just a lot of money in the bank. That They're generally incredibly grounded and centred. So now that you know how to negotiate, the habits of the rich, and how Libby and I set our own financial goals, it's time for you to do the same. Don't leave it another 12 months. This is the first of 11 steps to getting your financial life under control. First up, it's deciding on your values and then setting your financial goals going forward. It's a big decision to make, but it gives you a clear path on what you're going to shoot for. And then it's about changing your habits like we talked about with the habits of the rich. It's adopting those habits every single day into your life. And then finally, that goal that you've set yourself, you either write it down in the front of the diary and keep looking at it every single day or putting that photo on the fridge door to remind you that that is what you want to achieve. That's the dream you're fulfilling by making sure you're adopting these great financial habits. And if you're single, tell other people. Don't be shy about it. Tell friends and relatives that that's the goal you've set yourself, because they will provide you with extra motivation to make sure you're going to achieve it. Now, if you want some help in setting your goals, we have a terrific goal template on the Your Money and Your Life website ymyl.com.au Good luck with setting your goals and when you're ready to take the next step in getting your financial life under control I'll be here waiting. Koshy's Easy Steps to Financial Success was presented by David Kosh and created in collaboration with Podcast One Australia. Producer, Melody Ruiz. Executive Producer, Jennifer Goggin. Sound production by Darcy Thompson. For more episodes, listen for free at podcastoneaustralia.com.au. Download the free Podcast One Australia app or search Koshi's Easy Steps to Financial Success podcast.